welcome back to a new episode of Let's Get Into It. I am Marie. If you're new here, welcome. I'm an online business strategist, blogger, online course creator, and I just happen to be the creator and host of this podcast that you're listening to. Um, I am so excited to be here. I love, I was actually speaking to someone that I met when I first started my podcast and we hadn't talked in over a year and some odd months. So I had just started the podcast. I think I met him in September and I started the podcast in August 2018. And he was asking me about it and he was like, oh, how's your podcast going? Are you still doing it? And I was like, yeah. I was like, we just released our 100th episode a couple of weeks ago. And he was like, whoa, are you serious? And I don't know. It was just like, I have a hard time with conceptualizing time in general. I'm really bad at time. Like five minutes will, like an hour will feel like five minutes to me or five minutes will feel excruciatingly long, (laughs) like depending on what the situation is. But I have a hard time like realizing like how much time has gone by and how much time I've put into the podcast. And it was just this like weird feeling, but I was so happy that I got to connect with him and like we were talking about it. He's like, I really think that this is something that you really enjoy doing if you're able to put out like two episodes a week. And I was like, yeah, like I really do find the joy in it. So thank you so much for listening. If you guys, if this is the first episode you've listened to, if this is the last episode you listened to, if this is, if you've listened to every single episode or any number in between that, thank you so much, honestly, from the bottom of my heart. I know that sounds so cliche, from the bottom of my heart, (laughs) but like really, thank you so much for sticking with me over the last hundred, and this is 112th, 112th episode. Um, So thank you. If you guys have not hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on, take a quick second to do that. Um, That way you can get notified whenever there's a new episode out, which has been kind of one episode a week, two episodes a week, depending on if I have a guest. But while you're hitting that subscribe button leave a little review, leave a five-star rating on that platform that you're listening on. Tell me what episodes or guests you're loving. Tell me what you're loving from the podcast. If you're getting any value out of it, it would mean so much to me if you just took a quick second to do that because it helps the podcast so much. And I'm really excited to talk about this one. I Again, this was, if you're following me on my Instagram, at livingbreely, um, I posted something about my first course launch. This was over a year ago, and I put on there that I was like, do you guys want me to talk about how my first course made no money? And it was an overwhelming yes. Like, I think there was only two people who said no. And that's what I'm finding when I do 
these polls on Instagram is there's always like one asshole. There's always like one person in the polls that just has to like ruin it. Like it will be like perfect a hundred and then one person will say no or two people will say no and it like throws it off. But I was I knew I was gonna talk about it anyway and I have talked about it in the past but I've never really gone into depth about it. But I'm really loving doing these polls on my Instagram stories because I have a ton of content ideas of like things that I think will be helpful or valuable and I really want your input on it. So if you guys aren't following me, head over to Instagram really quick and give me a follow. I'm always in my stories. This week I haven't really been um, because I've been feeling a little under the weather. I think it's just the time change and all of that, you know, fun wintery stuff. Um, so I haven't been super active on Instagram this week, but I will be next week. Anyway, I want to preface this. So this episode is not a how-to episode. It's not how to launch a course, how to create a course. It's not about a launch strategy. Um, It's not what launching a course should look like. I think there are a lot of really great ways to launch a course, how to make a course, and how to make it successful. And it's going to look a little bit different for everyone. It really depends on the type of the community that you've built and how they respond to what you're selling. But I really wanted to just dive in quickly to the three biggest takeaways that I learned from my first launch. I'm going to start with the fact it made zero dollars. Zero. Like, the number zero, like the letter that looks like an O, but it's really a number (laughs) zero. Um, The first thing that happened, and I kind of laugh at myself when I when I look back at this, but it is so I think telling of kind of this expectation or this anticipation that we have of what online entrepreneur looks like and how it's sometimes packaged and sold to people. I don't think that Everyone kind of falls a victim to it for sure. Um, Or maybe I just did. I don't know. I feel like hopefully this is relatable. So the first mistake, the biggest, I don't want to say, I don't want to like make it number one, number two, like as if it, you know, is a quantifiable thing. But the first mistake that I made is I sent out one, (laughs) one email to my email list. And in my head, I was envisioning I send out this one email, my very first time selling anything to my community, and I was going to make $5,000. Like, I was like, I'm, it's going to happen. I'm going to see all these emails rolling in, and, like, my bank account's going to look great. And, like, I had just this expectation from sending this one email. I was holding so much weight on it. And I think sometimes we fall Again, I don't want to. I think I maybe fall, fell victim to this, and and hopefully you, I really hope you haven't. But I I think it's sometimes we get this in our head that we have these really unreasonable expectations in our business for things to perform exceedingly well, and it's kind of packaged to us when we see everyone else around us like I made fifty thousand dollars, I made ten thousand dollars. I made all of this money on my first course launch or in my course or all of these things. And and that's amazing. If that's a, if someone can do that, I'm not putting them down. But the reality is for a lot of us, that's not what happens. It is 
again, I think it's that shiny object syndrome of like we see other people killing it and making so much money. And they talk about my last course, I made $100,000 in the first 30 days or something like that. But the reality is, is, is they're showing you where they're at now. They're not showing you two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, when they were launching products, investing in businesses that didn't do well. I think it's really, really rare to find someone who, when they're just starting out, just kills it right off the bat. And if that's you, if you've had that experience, congratulations. Like, I'm so happy for you. But for some of us, that's not the reality that we step into. And so I think by having this idea and having this expectation of how my course launch, my first course launch was going to go was humbling. It was a reality check of like, you can't just send one email and expect the entire world to fall at your feet type of situation. Um, the second thing was that I really didn't consider is there was no buildup to the course. So there was nothing like a pre-launch where I got people excited about the course. There was no, I don't really like to say sales funnel because I don't really think like when I hear sales funnel, I just like, I'm like, like, no, (laughs) like, but there was nothing, there was no organizational pattern as far as like, okay, someone finds my blog post, someone opts in for my email. From there, they're given, you know, steps before they can actually purchase the the course itself. So there was no sequential um, path for a potential buyer to follow to finally get to the course. So that type of thing. Um, I didn't do any interviews. I hadn't done my started my podcast yet. Um, I didn't talk about it anywhere. I wasn't posting about it on social media. I wasn't getting my email list excited about it. I wasn't talking about it on my blog. So I wasn't talking about it or broadcasting it or anything like that, even though I already knew that I was going to launch it, I, for whatever reason, and this is again, like one of those things, I think I was so focused on, on putting all the content together that I didn't think about what to do before I even launched the actual course. So that was mistake number two. And the third one is probably one that as it sounds so like, well, duh, but when you're in it, you don't really see it. So the third one is, is the course itself was too broad. It wasn't niched or niched down enough. It wasn't specific enough. So my first course, I came up with the name Mindfulness U with like just the letter U, um, which I'm really proud of this name and this title. Um, and I really like wish that it would have like worked out perfectly just because the title was so great. Um, but it was basically an overview of what mindfulness is and was. It talked about the history of mindfulness, how to practice it, how to incorporate it into different situations or facets of your life, which is great in theory, right? Because as I'm writing it and creating it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so great. Like I'm giving so much value and so much information. 
And in theory, again, it was great. But from a buyer's standpoint, it was lacking answering these questions. Why do I need this in my life? What problems does this solve for me? It just, it wasn't specific. Like, does that make sense? Like, from a buyer's standpoint, like if I was to buy my own course at that time, looking back at it now, the way that the the language and the verbiage in the sales page, in the sales emails, I was telling everyone what was in the course, what the curriculum was, but I wasn't telling them this is the problem that it's solving for you if you're stressed out, if you're anxious, if you're overwhelmed, if you're just feeling like you're lacking in your life. Like I wasn't describing what someone who needed this course was was where they were at in their life. So it wasn't answering those questions of this is why you need this course. It was very much just laying out the curriculum, which is great. You want to tell people what they're getting in the course, but really I think when you're looking at it from a buyer's perspective, it's about what they're going to get out of it, what their what the takeaways are, what the results should be from taking your course. So when I realized that sending my one email and not having a buildup and that the course itself was too broad, I cried for about eight hours. <laughs> um Again, there was just so much buildup and anticipation on my end of what I thought it was going to be like. And I wanted to celebrate and, you know, do all of these things. And it just, I realized within the first couple of hours, like this was not when I, the emails weren't getting opened. There weren't any, the emails that were getting opened, there weren't any clicks. Um, I was like, and I cried and I think it was important for me to cry and and feel all of those emotions but then I kind of had this quick realization like okay it might be too broad so the next day I woke up and I was like I thought to myself and this is where I think Sometimes I don't want to say compare comparing yourself is a good thing, but I realized I'm like there are so many people out there who are selling courses that are killing it and why can't I be one of them? Like they're doing something that I'm not doing and if they can do it, I can definitely do it. And I just have to figure out what it is that I did wrong in this. And the first conclusion that I came to was that I that the course itself was too broad. And so I basically broke down Mindfulness U into different courses and then sold them separately. I had a course on how to use mindfulness for anxiety, how to use mindfulness for stress, a beginner's guide to mindfulness. And so I still sold Mindfulness U as its as its entirety is how I originally created it. But then I had these two or three other courses that ended up doing really, really well because they were specific. Like people were like, I don't really care about the history of mindfulness. Like, why am I going to pay for that if that's not exactly what I need? So it ended up, ended up being something that I was able to learn from really, really quickly 
And I'm glad that I did it. I'm glad that I launched it, that I put it out into the world and I got this feedback and I had this experience because I, as much as I would love to sit here and tell you that everything that I've ever done has been a major success, I think I have failed more times than I have succeeded. And I'm okay with that because in those failures, I've learned so much. I'm not in this for the quintessential ideas of what success looks for looks looks like for most people. I'm in it because I'm driven by learning and curiosity to be completely honest. So this was this whole launch was a huge learning lesson for me and I don't think that you can learn to succeed until you've learned to fail. And that is what so much of my business and entrepreneurial journey has looked like. And with that, I want to talk about something that happened this week. I want to talk about Disney Plus. So if you don't know what Disney Plus is, it is Disney. Yes, like Disney World, Disneyland, you know, Lady and the Tramp, Cinderella, Snow White, (laughs) like that Disney. They created a streaming platform similar to Netflix. So it was going to be an on-demand, or it is an on-demand Disney platform. And they're smart because the shows that they put on are on there are, they also had like, obviously like the classics, but then they also had stuff, TV shows and movies from my generation. I feel old, but <laughs> like Lizzie McGuire, even Stevens, um, I think Hannah Montana is on there. So shows from my, <laughs> dare I say, generation, but people my age are having kids or they have families, they have, they've already had children and their kids want to watch Cinderella and I guess some, I don't even know some of the new Disney movies. Tangled. That's like the only one that I know. Um... So it's kind of blending, I think, the two generations together. So it's a smart, it's a great, great play um, on Disney's end. So Disney Plus came out this week. They finally released it to the general public. I guess they were doing some testing in the Netherlands just to see what that market was going to look like. Um, And they were (laughs) met with a ton of difficulties. So Disney... For lack of a better word, they fucked up. They had some issues. I was starting to scour Twitter the day that it launched. I think it launched on Tuesday or Wednesday. And people were complaining that there were error messages when they went to stream a movie or like that little spin side, the little dial, like just kept going in circles and circles and circles in like the middle of a movie. Um, People were saying they had problems with their passwords, that they couldn't find the app in the app store. People were not happy with it. And there, I think there was so much anticipation and so much build up to it that people were really disappointed. And this is the thing that happens with just, I think, launching anything, whether it's a platform, a membership, a course, is you are going to have setbacks in anything you launch. You're going to get feedback. Content might not be uploaded properly. You might be missing a piece of content. Something might not be clear. You might have spelling issues. You know, the 
platform might go down. Like you just don't know what's going to happen. There's so many factors that go into it that sometimes are beyond your control, especially if you're using like a third party platform to host your course or to host your membership that are so beyond your control. And like with Disney, right, they have billions of dollars, billions with a B as in B for Brie. (laughs) Um, And they've probably thrown in millions and millions of dollars into Disney Plus. They probably opened an entire new department. They had hundreds and hundreds of people of engineers working on this and it still failed in some way. It flopped. People couldn't access it. They couldn't get get their passwords like they couldn't sign up. All of these there was all of these issues. But guess what? People are still tweeting about it. They're still like, now that it works, like, this is an awesome service. This is, I'm watching this movie. Like, people are still signing up. I'm going to sign up. I am doing this, like, bundle with Hulu and Disney and I think ESPN Sports, which, like, I'm not going to watch, but, like, I guess, like, cool. It's for, I think it's, like, $13. I think it's only for U.S. Um, territories but basically you get them all bundled together for like 15 bucks a month and my hulu subscription ends this month so when this month ends i'm gonna get this like bundle so i'm even gonna sign up for it so even if you do launch something the whole point for me the the motto the mantra what goes into my head whenever i'm about to launch something is launch big, scale fast. I'm going to say it again. Launch big, scale fast. It's better to keep the momentum of I'm creating this thing and I really love creating and I really need to get this out to the world. And you're keeping up with that momentum and using that in your launch, but then also realizing like everything's not going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. But I just need to get this out into the world and I will come back and tweak this piece of content, edit this a little bit more, add this. So you're scaling it, right? Like someone might email you and say, hey, you know what? Like you put this sentence in here and it just like really threw me for a loop or there's a paragraph in here or like this is missing and I think this is really important you know, like those types of things you're going to get feedback on. And that's great. You want to take that feedback. That's part of scaling. So I wanted to bring in the Disney plus situation because I wanted it to show, I wanted to show you guys that there are even in big business, billion dollar businesses like Disney and then smaller creators like myself, like I still create all of the courses myself. I still do everything myself for the most part when it comes to my courses. As I, you know, expand my business a bit more, like I definitely want to bring more people in to help make my courses better and greater. Um, But every, at every size business, whether it's an actual tangible product, whether it's an e-product, whether it's a membership, whether it's a course, whether it's a subscription, whatever it is you're selling on the internet, I hope that behind you, you have this desire to put that out into the world because you truly think that it's going to make the world a better place, that it's going to solve a person's problem, that you have that standing behind you and that is what's pushing you to put that 
piece of content or whatever it is that you're selling out into the world and just scaling it from there. It's more important to get it out than it is to keep it in and holster it until it's perfect. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that it was valuable for you. I hope that if you're thinking about launching a product or a course that this helps you realize that it's more important to get the work out there than it is to have a perfect launch and to make a ton of money um, up front in the very beginning. So yeah, that's basically all that I wanted to say. I hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of your week or your weekend or your day or wherever (laughs) you're listening to. I will see you guys on the next episode of Let's Get Into It. And yeah, that's basically it. Okay. I love you guys so much. Be kind, be well, be grateful. One more thing. If you love this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Head over to my Instagram and tag me at livingbreely with you listening to this episode. I'd love to hear from you, see you, connect with you, and know which episodes and interviews you're finding valuable. For any courses, freebies, or blog posts mentioned in this episode, you can head over to livingbreely.com or check out the show notes below.